I know we're running really far on this episode. But, I, that um, that might be my quick. fault a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we, we just have to rant on uh, things that we really like to yeah, talk about. So. exactly. Welcome to episode 69. This episode of see we talk about Get Rich or Die Trying, Nerds Are Badass, and I Am Seven Years Behind. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. And how's your week been? Uh, not too bad. Uh, I've been working out a lot more this week. I've been trying to push uh, a little bit more steps in. Right. And uh, it's kind of crazy because Julie's cousins started this whole thing where they said, hey, since you guys are getting married next month, let's uh, do a, a little competition. So instead of doing like um, a competition where it's based on weight loss, mm-hmm. we're doing it by steps, which is more fair. Are you doing the Fitbit thing, though? Or just uh, uh, syncing the, I'm the just tracking? Doing, I'm just syncing the, the, the tracking thing okay. on, on the Apple Watch. But I mean, some of us are... Don't, who don't have a Fitbit, they would put their phones in their pockets or, um, you know, just try to get those steps in. Honor system? Mm-hmm. Honor system. And uh, no cheating. Well, that's the honor system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's funny yeah. because uh, in, in the rules, it says no cheating. We're family. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, t- we were talking about this before the show started, but I got my suit that uh mm-hmm. th- that you that we ordered and got, and I had to size up on myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did a pretty good job for doing I, it. I am proud. That was one thing I was nervous about. Was like I didn't question mm-hmm. the company or the maker or anything like that. I questioned my own yeah. measurement skills for for like really weird angles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so if it it's funny at the very beginning of the instruction they would tell you, you know, you're supposed to do it uh, you know, you're, uh, at least have somebody there. No, they you. tell you that the first step when you open the instructions. Before that, it yeah. just says, we're easy to follow instructions. Should take you about 10 minutes. First step. Yeah, we'll give you quick quick and precise ways to uh, measure. Way, measure, And it should only take uh-huh. 10 minutes with the help of one person. I'm like, oh, now they tell me. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it came out great. Uh, the suit fits uh, perfectly to the point where like I can... If I don't lose any more weight, I'll still be fine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, still motivated. The vest is a little bit yeah. snug, but I mean, that's vest. That's what it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you're you're still working out, so you're gonna shed some of weight out. off, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you having there, Alan? Uh, hot pocket. Yes, yeah, just I know hot the football. I know it's football right now. It's a Thursday night. We have to record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I only have one player playing today, so. Uh, <laughs> Well, Damn, playa. Well, I'm I'm eating a hot pocket because I'm trying to multitask. I'm trying to record and eat, which, by the way, is, I just realized the audience is going to sound terrible on my side for this one. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm really trying to like back away from the mic as I'm chewing, uh, but also because I I just been busy with work. Um, I I only mm-hmm. took like a half hour lunch today at work. Uh, I got home. I tried on the suit. I texted you, and now we're here. So I'm like, yeah. this is my dinner. <laughs> Yeah, same thing with me today. I mean, I I really wanted to go home and eat. I mean, I have stuff in the fridge that I wanted to cook, Mm -hmm. but uh, I I just have so much stuff I needed to do because I need to get ready because I'm flying tomorrow night to California. Oh, that's right. uh, Just for a little trip, yeah, because we're doing like a uh, a engagement photo shoot, Uh, um, another one, because last time we did it with my cousin, Mm -hmm. or not my cousin, 
my niece. And um, this time around, we're doing it with our photographer that we hired for the, the wedding. And the whole package is included. So we have to, you know, use it. Mm-hmm. If not, they're just getting free money from you. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, where, where's the photo shoot going to be at? Uh, I, I think we're going to like the Laguna area. Okay. So, you know, we're, we're going to be at the he- um, Heisler Park. Okay. So you're going to Laguna, maybe yeah. Dana Point around mm-hmm. there. PCH? Yeah, around that area. PCH area. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something else I wanted to ask you, but... Oh, no. So because I was so busy today, I actually, <laughs> I, I had a deadline of end of the day. So I'm like, not mm-hmm. the end of the day yet. <laughs> but I wasn't telling you like, oh, maybe we should record tomorrow. But then I'm like, you're traveling. So I remember that last yeah, second. Yeah, I'm traveling. Yeah, so yeah. it's fine. Nothing yeah, like uh, working late tonight and then getting up tomorrow for a 7 a.m. meeting. So yay for oh, gosh. yay for being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> So you ha- I see you're having a bubbly there. What flavor is that one? Uh, the lime one. The Sprite. <laughs> the Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, figure- oh, I, 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 I got to ask you one more question. Uh, so the black lapel, uh, for the pants, did you get the loop one or which, which option did you choose? Because I know you can customize the heck out of your suit. Uh, let's see. Pants, uh, pleats, single. Mm-hmm. Do you have pockets in yours? Yes. Both pockets, yes. both sides, yeah. or just one? No, both sides. But they, they. I, I like being symmetrical. It's the ba- the mm-hmm. back pockets, right? Yeah, the back yeah, pockets. I have both. I, I like being symmetrical. I, I. Yeah, and I know that uh, on the sides of the pants, you can also have like a a little stretchy thing too, or you can have like a little button. Did you do that too, or uh, you just did a regular with the loops? I think I for the belt. Uh oh oh uh, no! I did it for the. I just did it for the belt because I think the the other part is for uh, the the ones that go uh, spandex uh, the, yeah, suspenders the suspenders yeah, there you yeah go. suspenders no like, the stretchy thingies yeah no so I don't wear I yeah. don't how, how do you how do you think about the fabric though it's good it's actually surprisingly good quality good. so I mean you got your money's worth I it's it's really silky it feels strong the stitching solid and it's mm-hmm. the, the cuts fine I I was worried like yeah especially with companies I never worked before that like it would feel off. Like maybe yeah. like maybe one arm would be like more snug than the other arm kind of thing, but yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners who don't know what company we're talking about, we're talking about um, Black Lapel, which is a, a New York company. Uh, I think it was one of the startups on online, and uh, they do a really good job with all of their suits. Like they they have different varieties. Uh, they they are willing to help you from. A to Z. Once you start uh, um, letting them know what you need, they they pretty much um, get to you within within a day or so. Actually, within twenty four hours. Yeah, it, it's insane because like um, you it's hard for you to trust somebody to get your measurements and everything and start doing a suit and then sending it all the way from New York or wherever mm-hmm. it is. So that's one thing I did want to tell you. That's the thing I was forgetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at the packaging. Ha- yeah. Hong Kong. Oh, it says it's from Hong Kong? It's shipped from Hong Kong, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense because... Uh, Cheaper labor for the, the sizing. The, yeah, but Hong Kong is where it's at right now for a lot of the, the suits mm-hmm. and um, uh, any type of wear. Well, uh, Most of the stuff that we got for the bridesmaids is from Hong Kong. Well, it makes sense because I'm, I'm sure the materials will be coming from over there anyways. So, instead of sending it to... Mm-hmm the east coast sending the raw materials to the east coast letting them do the sizing and, and cutting and all that 
and then sending it over to the customers, might as well just keep the stuff at the source and then just send it directly to the customer from the source. Yeah. I think the owner of the startup, I think he's Asian. That's probably how he had connections. uh, Yeah. It's very interesting. If you go on the Black Lapel website, you could see the traveling suit, which is their new thing that they're trying to push, mm-hmm. is uh, you know very comfortable wear where you can actually go travel and do business. And uh, they featured um, the, the the owner of the startup as um, uh, the person in front of uh, the whole entire company. They're they're trying to push that that whole brand that they're doing, which is the traveling suit. So if you go on the website blacklapel.com, you can you can see that. I don't wear suits that often, but I would recommend it. And if I did get in a suit, I'd probably go through them again. I, I do have somebody in California that I really wanted to trust, which uh, you know, um, one of our f- close friends, uh, Kevin Lee. I, I don't know if you remember him, but uh, yeah. he uh, he recommended me Thick as Thieves a while ago, and I've always wanted to get suits from them because they're located in LA, and uh, they used to meet up with you. And you know, go with the, uh, go through like different fabrics that they have, mm-hmm. and the fabrics that they do carry is not like the regular uh, fabrics that you find at any store. Uh, it's like big name fabrics like um, Armani, um, Louis Vuitton, Marc Jacobs, or just pretty much any any designer out there that has these fabrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they would buy the fabric home and then they would make suits out of it. Makes sense. So it's, you're basically getting a custom suit, but with quality stuff. It's like uh, the store brand for certain things. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, it's, by, it's made by the same maker manufacturer. They just slap a different label on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's kind of cool. Like if you ever have a chance, because I mean, they're local, you mm-hmm. should try them too. Thick as Thieves is their name. You could look at their lookbook and choose your own style. Uh, the only reason why I didn't use these guys this time around is because they were during their really busy season, and uh, I don't think they were able to handle that craziness because it took them a while to get back to me. Yeah. So, yeah, with, with all that time, yeah, yeah, with all that time that I needed, I mean, I, I know it's a long time away from the wedding, but uh, yeah, time really creeps up on you. Yeah, no, and I, mm-hmm. I and I I see you scrambling now. I think now you're actually feeling it's right around the corner. I need to get the yeah, stuff dude, done. Yeah, it's next month. Yep. it's crazy. I've been telling you, yeah. clock's ticking. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking at the chat right now, and the people that I'm seeing in there, I'm really shocked they're on because they're all football fans. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's halftime. Is it halftime right now? Uh, I actually maybe because when I was driving home, it was a uh, mm-hmm. like middle of the second quarter. So okay. it might be, or the game might just be a blowout. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> All right, Anton. Yeah, like, screw this. <laughs> oh, what are these guys doing on you right now? Oh, look. Yeah. Uh, TOC is uh, happening right now. Live. Or they're doing terrible <laughs> in fantasy football. So they're like, I don't want to see the score. I want to watch the game, but I'm going to watch them on on my phone. <laughs> Which is you right now, because you only have one guy playing right now. Yeah, sorry. I don't care. <laughs> one, <laughs> one guy is not going to make that much of a difference for me. Yeah. All right, dude. Let's get into the show. All right. Uh, let's go to our first segment, news. Anton, you might like this one. What platform do you think is the best one for Fortnite? Best platform? Uh, well, it's kind of hard to say, but I think there's two. But I guess one of them is superior than the other, mm-hmm. which I'm probably going to find out now. 
Uh, I think uh, Nintendo Switch and also mobile devices. Apparently, it's PlayStation. Oh, wow. According to PlayStation. And thanks, just, and thanks just for giving me the score. That I was about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really don't know what they're doing to back this up. They're, they're mostly saying this to address them not playing friendly with the other mm-hmm. platforms. So like no cross-platform play. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's mainly saying like the the CEO of of Sony. Uh, I should really practice his name for the show. Uh, Kenishiro Yoshida. Yeah, Yoshida. <laughs> Yoshi Y O S H I D A Yoshida. Uh, you you talking about the teriyaki sauce Yoshida? No. Oh my god. I will copy. Okay. Miss, huh. miss. <laughs> I'm gonna copy I'm and paste kidding. the name into the chat, and then you can you can read it off. Okay. So read read the name. Kenichiro Yoshida. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they both have the same last name. They're probably cousins or something. Racist. So they might use something <laughs> like PlayStation and and uh, teriyaki sauce. That's true. <laughs> Cross problem. <Yeah. laughs> So, anyways, uh, so I think that's what they he's trying to defend, because uh, they were just like, oh, why, you know, why is PlayStation being so standoffish? Why can't they play friendly? And mm-hmm. Yoshida pretty much said, well, it's because we have the best gameplay experience for Fortnite. We don't want to downgrade it to play with the other people. Hey, more power to it. I don't know what to say. The, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I know, I'm a PlayStation fan. I myself, know. So. I, was, I was saying, I, I was kind of <laughs> curious because you're a PlayStation fan, so I'm curious yeah. if you believe this or if you think it's just like him trying to make excuses. Well, I kind of believe that you know, there's a lot more people on PlayStation than Xbox. A lot of kids usually like playing uh, more of the games on on PlayStation when they're young because a lot of the games on there are single player. And on Xbox, there's not a whole lot of single-player games No, uh, like they used to have anymore. There isn't a lot of like non-Xbox Live games. Almost mm-hmm. almost all of them I see now, you have to have some sort of Xbox Live connection. Yeah, you always have... Yeah, the other day, someone was complaining that you're like... They're like, why does this game require internet when you're playing single-player offline? Mm-hmm. Does it make any sense? And I had that because I forgot... Oh, they were doing work on the house, and mm-hmm. they were trying to boost our signal because some of the the signal was inconsistent throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst of it was in the living room, which sucks. That's where the router is. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to like boost all the signals, but in the meantime, since they were doing the rewiring, they had to disconnect everything, so I had no internet. I was like, that's fine. I'll just play Xbox. I have no like non Xbox Live games. <laughs> <laughs> Everything requires some yeah. sort of connection, even if it was just to check the uh, check for updates or check for uh, information. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. And it, for me, I think a lot more people have PlayStation is because uh, it came out at the right price point, and it came out the right time before uh, Xbox One pretty much. Um, did their all uh, holiday sales and everything? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, people pretty much jumped onto the PlayStation bandwagon and bought more uh, consoles than um, than uh, Xbox did. But however, I think the people do have uh, PlayStation still play on PlayStation even though they have uh, Nintendo Switch. So I think if Nintendo Switch does have like a uh, internet connection on it, mm-hmm. then people would probably play it on there a lot more than their mobile devices or any device in general because there's internet connection on it so you can be anywhere to play fortnite yeah so i mean i just saw that story i just saw playstation mm-hmm. best 
best gameplay experience. I was like, this is Anton's story. <laughs> yeah, well, talking about PlayStation, there is a, a, a new release that came out uh, or coming out this week, which is uh, a Spider-Man. Oh, uh, yeah. Spider-Man video. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw yeah. the people waiting for it. Uh, I didn't realize yeah. Spider-Man had such a following, but I guess people are excited for this well, one. Well, it, it has a big following because uh, you remember the old Spider-Man game that we played. The f- you know, yeah, on, well, the, f- on- the first one on, I think, Xbox 360... That one was actually. I think it's Activision. Yeah, it was Activision, but it was interesting because mm-hmm. it was just such such a big world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Josiah, to see your question in the chat, uh, I will update the summer movie draft list tomorrow. I was gonna say tonight, <laughs> but I I can't tonight. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. You're, yeah. you're you're a little busy with work. So. Yeah, sorry, sorry, bro. You yeah. got to sweat it out a little bit longer. Okay, Anton. Uh, next story. So I saw this on IGN. And then mm-hmm. they linked to uh, Ranker, which I think is kind of a cheap move to do. <laughs> uh, 22 upsetting behind-the-scenes secrets of GameStop from mm. GameStop employees. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear stories all the time. I mean, I think they're one of the worst companies to work for. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. heard I've heard Nightmare Stories too. I think, I mean, in high school and early college, we both applied to GameStop, right? I know I applied. Yeah. Yeah, I never got the job. Even though the guy's like, "Oh, hey, you're cool. You want the job? Yeah, just uh, fill it out and uh, just give me a call." Called the guy. Never but, really said anything. But I think the company takes advantage of that image. That they know mm-hmm. teenagers and uh, you know early twenty year olds want to work in a seemingly fun place. Yeah. So they they know they're gonna get people in. All right. So let me just go down the list here. Uh, they treat women like a commodity. Uh, women, a- according to uh, one ex-employee, women get better performance numbers, simple as that. I hire based on what I thought a good employee was. Sure enough, I had a great mix of all races, ages, and both genders. Of the two female employees I had, one was a true gamer and one was a bit socially awkward. Uh Oh, sorry. One uh, one female was a true gamer, but socially awkward. The other was a really hard worker when it came to the test, the task work, uh, but was not very knowledgeable. And then he goes on to say that the the one that was a hard worker, she knew she was attractive and she used that to her advantage. The socially Mm. awkward gamer, she wasn't bad looking, but she didn't. So, you know, one new video games, the other didn't. The one that didn't knew how to uh, play up her being female. Yep. So she's taking advantage of what she already has. Yeah, which is that is that really surprising? <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> that that's that's the reason why a lot of these uh, guys who play video games all day and then you know they they don't really go out much. The only place that they can go to that they feel comfortable would be video game places or any places that that is kind of like their safe haven, you know? Right, and then they they see an attractive girl in a video game store, and they assume mm-hmm. that video game hot girl is into video games, and if they give her mm-hmm. and they give them any attention, she might, uh, uh, they might yeah. take it. To I mean, I, I used to work with somebody. Um, I'm not going to name who or where, uh, but. Um, yeah, she she kind of took that to her own advantage too, because she wanted to date guys and she wanted to, you know, just go out of her way to use what she has, and 
trying to get guys. And now those girls are on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ha- um I, I don't know if I told you that story that uh one of my friends uh uh her one of her friends purposely uh would go out on dates with guys even if she admitted she was not interested in him because he was willing to take her to expensive restaurants. And when my friend confronted her, yeah, so saying like that's messed up, you should be honest. The girl said, why? He's having a good time. I'm getting my free food. What's the harm? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if she doesn't understand that, you know, there's a whole phrase that people or gold, there's something gold digger? that people call them. <laughs> yeah. Gold digging or, you know, taking advantage of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be happy you're getting married soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one. That's going to be uh, even the customers are rude to female employees. Uh, so this one, I guess it it goes back to what you were saying earlier that the, the gamers don't really have a lot of interaction socially. So Mm -hmm. stuff they say, not really the most polite ways. Yeah. Okay. So let me give you an example. Like I, I know that there are a lot of guys, um, that don't really get social with anybody because they know that the the interests that they have, nobody else has unless they're they are a gamer, they are mm-hmm. someone who who does the stuff that they would do too. Like um, I remember there was this kid in one of my classes in high school. He wouldn't talk to anybody, and you know I I noticed one day that he was he was wearing like a shirt um. It was like a shirt from a video game or something. I was like, oh, you play that? And he started talking the whole entire time. And it's like the whole entire year, this guy doesn't even talk. And now he's just blabbering away for the whole entire class period oh, about I, the whole game and all its lore and all I crazy think stuff. I, yeah, I think he told me that story back then. Uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, the, the, the comment on this one is, uh, lots of people did not want to speak to female employees either because they were nervous or because they felt as girls, we wouldn't assist them as well as a male employee. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, next one is, uh, I'm, I really shouldn't go through all of them, but I'm just going to pick out some more. The next one is going to be, uh, they don't care about gamers, they care about the numbers. It's true. But, they don't really care about the gamers. N- so, at first, when I read the, the, the headline one for this one, I thought, I was like, well, that's a business. I mean, a lot of retail stores, they just push certain products, pers- it's, memberships. It's a business standpoint. I mean, they're they're in the forefront. They're trying to sell games to people, and that's their whole point. Yeah. You know? So, the examples they give here, though, is that they will push for the power cards, mm-hmm. power card memberships, and... Uh, yeah, I think the only reason why I think the power card's worth it is because I like the magazines. I like the artwork that's in it. So that's the only reason why I renew it every single year. I, I don't. <laughs> I just keep the free yeah. version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so and then they go on to say, like, you know, if you're not hitting your goals or uh, people are performing outperforming you, they'll cut your hours so much so that you just quit eventually. Which uh, is that really surprising? But also kind of a dick move. Instead of just firing the employee outright, they kind of just push them out slowly. Yeah, it's kind of like a corporate thing. A lot of companies do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to name any companies because 
I don't want to get anyone I know, in trouble. I, I know. I'm walking but, a thin yeah. line, too. We, yeah. We've all had entry-level jobs. That's the thing. So we all know. Yeah, this. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's just how corporate... They, they, they have to protect their own company by doing, you know, dick moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this one, uh, this one stood out to me because even though they're talking about all the negative things, this one tells mm-hmm. you you have two opportunities a year to get hired, either during the summer, or actually uh, September when they're doing the hiring for uh, Christmas and the holidays, and then mm-hmm. in May when they're doing the hiring for summertime. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so pretty much you're just trying to get your foot in the door for that one. Yeah. Uh, and the last one I'll read to you. I'm not gonna th- I'm not gonna go through the whole list. And this one might be something you're interested in. Here's how to get freebies. Uh, need a strategy guide or want leftover toys that GameStop sells, like Halo clothes, figures, stockings, whatever. Stockings, what the hell? Uh, yeah. Ask the stockings. ask the person. It's Christmas season. Oh, okay. Of course, they have like video game stuff. Actually, maybe I had to see when this article was written. Ask the person working <laughs> if they have any guides or promo stuff pennied out. If they're not jerks, they'll let you know and they'll give you the stuff. Uh, guides, what's a, when a game is unpopular, gets priced at one penny, and at which point they throw them out or give them to people when they ask for them. The rule always was, you can't offer to give stuff for free, but if they ask for it it's, and it's free, you can give it to them. I made a lot of kids happy with a lot of Pokemon shit that way. <laughs> See... Yeah, I I think that's an that's another thing too. I remember going to GameStop a couple times just to buy some video games, and I know they had posters. I mean, they advertised it on their emails, seeing that there are posters for whoever picks up their video game that day. That that was one of the you finished with. Yeah, and I, I hate it so much. I I go there. I'm like, oh yeah, it says on here that you guys have posters. They're like, what posters? So this one I skipped, but <laughs> since you brought that up. The employees keep all the cool stuff. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking I, about. Well, I, I figured that one, i got to be honest, when I worked at one of my mall jobs, I'm not going to say the company because it might be coming back. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, employees got first dibs. Mm-hmm. And usually they put up a rule about saying like, oh, uh, the product has to be out for 24 hours before an employee can get it. Guess what? Mm-hmm. It never made it to the sales floor. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my gosh i mean that's like a tickle me elmo uh <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all. uh i'll uh i'll put a i'll put the link on well, you know what it, it's been a while since we actually used the website so i'll put the link to this one on our website sorry okay. we'll, we'll start utilizing that more <laughs> okay <laughs> all right that's on uh that's all i had for news i believe let me just double check yep uh, ready to move on to our next one? Sure, let's do. All right, let's go on to TV. All right, Anton. Uh, so there is a trailer out that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about this uh, TV show. Well, it's more of a Netflix, but still consider it as a TV show because it could be played on your TV. I could Yeah, so... Yeah, so I've been watching Narcos for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Really big fan. Loved the first couple seasons. Third season's uh, a little dry because, I mean, you know, um, we're we're trying to transition into some of the other drug cartels besides. Um, uh, I'm blanking out on the main guy. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah, I'm blanking out. I don't even have notes on it right now. But anyways, um, they're they're trying to tr- transition into uh, a different story. So they're trying to finish that up. But I mean, I, I really thought that I was like, where is this going to go? I mean, the main characters are not in it anymore. And uh, um, how are they going to keep this series going? Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, I, I think I don't know if we talked about it in a couple of episodes back, but you you probably mentioned it, but um, we didn't really talk about it much. But this new season of Narcos is going to be based on Mexico. And this is going to be about the whole marijuana farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this season is going to star one of our favorite actors, which is Michael Pena. Uh, I think we graded him as a B-list. A B-list, but okay. he's so good. I mean, he's good in comedy, and he's good in, you know, very serious movies. And we've been seeing him in a lot more com- comedic roles than serious ones. Oh, <laughs> speaking of... I'm going to pause for a second there, because uh, it's yeah. just real. I guess there's a lot of lag time in our chat, because... <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. I, I think people are tuning in. And out, and I guess uh, oh, uh, trying to catch it... up on the live stream. Oh, got it, got it, Puffers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, second person that is also in the lineup of the cast is um, uh, Diego Luna, which uh, we're very familiar with. He's been in quite a couple of uh, very big movies. Uh, one of the most recent ones that we see him in is um, uh, Rogue One. So uh, he was. Oh, he was a main guy. Cassian yeah. Andor. Yeah, I was just looking at yep. right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy for Diego Luna. He's getting a lot more roles. And uh, uh, this is going to be something that is very, very different. Because we always see him in... I, well, I guess there was one movie that where he played the bad guy. So I think he's going to do a really good job in that too. So I, I, I know that Michael Pena is no doubt. He's going to do a performance of his lifetime in this in, in this world and it's in their native native tongues too so i, I think it's gonna be great yeah uh, i'm going through this list right now oh he was in the movie milk okay <laughs> yeah uh yeah diego luna uh was in uh, one of my favorite movies that he was in was um uh what's that movie with tom hanks where he's stuck in the airport uh terminal the terminal yeah, yeah the terminal yeah, he was also in that too, and uh, he his lover was uh, Zoe Saldana. All right. Uh, so is that it for Narcos? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm just excited for it. I can't wait to see it. I am fully honest. I haven't seen any of the seasons. Oh, you you're gonna get so hooked when you start watching it. I mean, the first episode's pretty boring because there's so much that they're trying to introduce you into. Yeah. But once you start getting the characters, dude, it just hooks you on you can't stop watching it so I, w- I was waiting for you to remember i i now i'm hesitating to say the name because i'm questioning myself it's pablo escobar right yeah pablo escobar okay thank you <laughs> i was like is either pablo escobar or pablo escobar has something to do with coffee <laughs> yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause in, in the show you already know that he's gonna die yeah so. you know his story yeah um yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah i think my brother my brother got into it and just ice is back. Uh, I think my brother got into it. I never did. I, I don't know. I, I'm curious about it though. It's oddly, because of the memes. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you've seen the yeah. the narcos meme where it's just like, 
it just it's like four pictures yeah i've seen the one with the uh the kid in high school no for halloween he yeah for halloween he dressed up as pablo escobar and he has like a his own uh entourage that (laughs) that's following him around he's he's bossing people around yeah it's no the meme of time i guess he's like an empty pool just staring off at one of the walls (laughs) and like the meme is like uh also when all your friends are out having fun and you're just left behind and like it just shows that or uh that was when you're when you're uh you finish binge watching a show and you have and you realize you have all this free time now you just stare up (laughs) so i think i just want to watch for for those scenes Mm -hmm. all right uh so we'll get into a little bit more review uh speed here uh Last week, we talked about Jack Ryan, which premiered, mm-hmm. I think, the day we recorded, right? Or the day after? Yes. Yeah, the day we recorded. Uh, and you kind of gave us a little, had, uh, a little bit of a, uh, your review, like a little, little quick synopsis of, synopsis of it. I mm-hmm. binged about three or four episodes, mm-hmm. and then I got sidetracked by our third topic in, the, in this TV segment. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, just, oh, no, you, you haven't missed movie talk. Don't worry, Josiah. So we have missed movie talk. We're still, uh, we're still on TV. Yeah, we're working our way there. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the first episode I watched it, and my initial thought was it reminds me of the show The Unit. Oh, okay. So like very tactile. Um, it's slow pace, but when it comes to the action, it gets real. It gets like really, really like like gritty action oriented. Um, mm-hmm. and and realistic too, I and uh, I can't remember if that was the first episode when the base was overrun or the second one. Uh, I think it was the first because they're introducing the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of, I mean, in real life it sucks, but in TV and movies, I find it refreshing when it's not just the good guys all somehow managing to dodge bullets. And the bad guys yeah. falling down like flies. Yeah. And this one, it's more the the both the body counts are, are are not even, but more realistic. Where you know, uh, the of course the the military is going to be dropping enemies because they're trained, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean the bullet the, the good guys are bulletproof, so they're dying too. So I I like when they portray more of a balanced, realistic approach. Here heroes get hurt too yes exactly yeah uh i think mm-hmm. the other movie i think that one of the movies that did that was um uh something men of honor no something i can't remember it, it was one of those movies that like started coming out after uh they after seal team six killed bin laden yeah um it was uh, it was not I, a big think, movie <laughs> no no i i know what you're talking about um we talked about this a uh, couple of uh episodes ago where i can't remember what the name of that movie is is that the one you were talking to i never figured out what you were talking about yeah 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 dude it it, it's that same exact movie it kind of feels like um uh kind of feels like a call of duty type of movie it felt more like a video video game yeah yeah because there there was a scene where i was like first person and it's freaking awesome yeah yeah uh so and and that was the first episode i think the first episode was mainly to give you the pace of the show uh, introduce mm-hmm. the characters, kind of get dropped into the world. And one takeaway that I wanted to bring up to you was, how baller was that move when he left the party? 
when he's talking to the girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's really crazy. It's like, oh, uh, I guess they're here for me. Well, <laughs> so so for people that haven't seen the show or haven't seen the trailer, there's a scene where Jack Ryan is talking to this attractive woman at like a at a dinner party near a lake, and like somebody's played by uh, played by Abby Cornish. Abby Cornish, yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and it's like a, it's like the backyard of, of a big mansion. And it's all, it was all fancy and all that. And he's like talking to her. She's like, oh, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a doctor, blah, blah, blah. What do you do? He goes, oh, I, I work for the CIA. I'm an analyst. What do the analysts do? Oh, we just boring stuff. We sit behind a desk. Within that sentence, a giant helicopter flies over the party, lands, Two Coast Guard uh, members jump out and start yeah start yeah shouting, "Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan, are you Mr. Ryan? We have to go. The 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 Pentagon needs you." And like he runs yeah. off, and then as he's leaving, yeah. he comes back saying, "Can I get your number though?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the other Coast Guard is like, uh, "I I I need your keys." Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna need to drive your car home. Yeah, to the point like they're they're so <laughs> concerned about making like uh, it's not just about grab him and let's go. It's apparently whoever ordered the pickup thought through the process of he drove to that party. Somebody should probably stay behind and drive his car back to his place. Yeah, it, it's funny the way that uh, the Coast Guard said it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna need your keys. So why? Because uh, I was <laughs> I was ordered to drive your car home for you. Yeah. ordered yeah exactly somebody gave the, <laughs> yeah. the same like again whoever gave the order gave really cared about making sure that he wasn't inconvenienced yeah very specific yeah uh the other the second episode which is the last one i took notes on because i i just got into the third by the third one was mm-hmm. uh when they went to france this is more like uh the first one was more uh you know middle east desert kind of environment the second one takes you to more urban environment, and they're hunting down suspected terrorists. Mm-hmm. And damn it, if it gets dark quick. Yeah, so it's very dark, dude. Yeah, so this episode they're looking for—I don't want to say what what happened—but uh, they're hunting down suspected terrorists. Uh, they find them somewhere in the suburbs of France, and the French the the French SWAT team has to charge in to a, a an apartment. And before anything happens, I mean, before they break through, they freaking, uh, the enemy starts shooting through the door and one of the SWAT members dies like that, mm-hmm. which I'm like, oh shit, things getting, shit's getting real now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a really cool factor about this show is that they, they really think about like, you know, those scenes in, I, I'm going to compare it to video games because there yeah. are a lot of moments in like Call of Duty games nowadays where you you go into like a a room or you go into an area together as a team uh with a bunch of uh, um uh people that you think that you care about because you know they're in the same situation you are right a bunch of strangers who just met and they're gonna face death right who know, who knows yeah you know and i I think that really gives that realistic factor of it where when you watch it you can be relatable. Well, and I think the show th- what the show does too is they give everybody names. So it's mm-hmm. it's not just some random SWAT guy in a SWAT uniform that you don't see his face. They give them names. They introduce you like, oh, this is the team, this blah, 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 blah. They might not mm-hmm. go into their full life story, but it's very unusual for 
a television script or movie script to give somebody a name that's going to die no matter what. Yeah, and I, I kind of like um, how Call of Duty, you really care about uh, soap. Soap, price. Every, yeah, yeah, price. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, yeah, and it's crazy how it, it keeps on continuing with those characters throughout the whole entire series. Mm-hmm. But then, like, uh, you, you'd be surprised. Like, you're like, oh, okay, it's a new game, so they're new characters. Which, they are new characters, but then they start bringing some of the old old guys back. And you're like, oh, I remember those guys. My- and I think that's a cool thing about these type of movies, too. Sometimes you might get to see uh, some of the cameos from the other characters. Yeah, it's like seeing an old friend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll end it with two things. So, overall, I'm starting to see the pacing of the show, even though... It is about an analyst. Um, they don't try to overhype him. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that he survives, he survives by sheer luck, or mm-hmm. he just barely manages to fight his way out of it. And the pacing of the show is it's good because even when it's slow, you can't mm-hmm. drop your guard. So in the second episode, and again, this is in the trailer, so not really spoiling it. You think the action's over. He's in the street, and then boom. There's an explosion up top, and there are people in the explosion that you're introduced to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, oh, you thought it was over. Nope, still going. And it just gets so political. And I love that it doesn't... Again, it's balanced to the point it's not just America, fuck yeah. Which I'll do do the drop in the the edit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, they, They show, you know, each country has its own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the point where I think the, the, the head of the French SWAT team was trying to explain why they're tracking, why they're tracking certain groups and why the French feel those people are either in danger or to be tracked. Mm-hmm. And the person says, uh, in America, you can still be African American, Latin American, Irish American. But in France, uh, if you are you are either French or you're not. It's a lot of pride. It is, and and, and mm-hmm. if you traveled, you, if you well, if you if you met anybody from France, you know how they are. Oh, you Americans! Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely yeah. enough, not really, not really uh, exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like here, it's funny here. People give so much crap for like people like oh, uh, you're you're. Uh, like we're mixed. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let go of my of my previous culture, and even no, to even suggest it, be, it. Yeah, it should be distributed evenly. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're 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 fused together, so you got to do both cultures together. No, I mean you can't say one's better than the other. Yeah, but I'm saying though, like here to even suggest like there is an American culture or you are American, and that's it. It's such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But in France, yeah, like if you say you're anything other than just French, you're just a tourist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, Anton. Uh, and as if I wasn't doing enough talking, uh, there's another show that distracted me from Jack Ryan, even though Jack Ryan is a good, The Newsroom. The Newsroom. Okay. So this HBO show, I think. I don't know if you saw it. Did you? Did we ever talk about this one with, uh, like off off air? No, no, we we didn't really talk much about it. So The Newsroom is uh, a Jeff Daniels show. Uh. Oh, written. okay, yeah, yeah. You, you vaguely talked about it. Yeah, written and directed by, uh, well, not directed, written and created by uh, Aaron Sorkin. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. So for those that kind of recognize that name but don't know who it is, he was one of the writers for The West Wing. Yep. And he is also a writer of a lot of movies, actually. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have a lot of notes on this one, but mm-hmm. uh, for the podcast listeners, I'll put in uh, one of my favorite clips from the show of Jeff Daniels' character, Will McAvoy, talking to a group of college students. And one of the college students asked, you know, explain why you think America's the, or explain why America is the greatest country in the world. Mm-hmm. There's two other people on the panel with him. The other two people give kind of stereotypical answers saying, uh, you know, diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion. And the other person says, freedom, freedom, freedom. Literally, he says, freedom, freedom, freedom. And freedom fighter. Right. And uh, Jeff Daniels' character very bluntly says, we're not number one. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, Freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, why is America not the greatest greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. Let's talk about... Fine. The, Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it any time he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey! And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't 
We didn't scare so easy. <laughs> we were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. That speech is what spurs on the series. So he does a nightly show like Anderson 360, like every, every week news talk, uh, focus on political stuff. Because of that, um, there was a lot of backlash because you know he labeled them as un-American, unpatriotic, blah blah blah. And so his crew, his staff for the for that show thought that he was going to get fired the show's going to get canceled it's only a matter of time so they left him so that kind of spurred on him getting a new executive producer a new staff and with that new staff and a new producer they wanted to kind of revamp the show to make it more mm -hmm. uh you know not all this like you know bs stories it could make it more uh cutting out the crap more just fact-based uh, kind of like vice kind of yeah and like the but vice is it, it, i think sometimes vice is a little biased because there's a lot of uh young college students yeah, who are trying to be journalists yeah and that's why i hesitated because sometimes it's yeah. very obvious that they're, that they're i mean biased. it's good i mean it's very entertaining and it kind of you know um gives us a a, a spin on on um, it's different the younger crowd yeah yeah so i lost my train of thought there um, yeah, so I I, th I think I think um, newsroom gives more of like a adult perspective, someone who is a journalist that has more experience. Well, it's stuff that they would call people out on. So if you gave an answer <laughs> and it was very general, uh, mm -hmm. say the politicians, you ask them like, oh, what what's your plan going to be for if you get if you get uh, elected president? Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, uh, I'm going to. Uh, lower taxes and lower the national debt. How? <laughs> oh, by working hard and uh, working with our with our with our uh, across the line with both Democrats and Republicans. How? Like, what's your plan? Like stuff like that. Like they're, they're not mm -hmm. they're like they're, they're more hard hitting. Yeah. Like, how do you support this? Right. When you're when you're trying to you know introduce something. Right. So. Mm -hmm. It's the story. The, the show gets me hooked because th I think it started in 2010, 2011, mm -hmm. but they're referencing stuff from the early 2000s. So the first episode starts off with the BP oil spill. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the new story that they're hitting, and like so, you get to see behind the scenes look of uh, the story developing. Um, at first, they think like, "Oh, it's a it's an oil rig out, out in the Gulf that's on fire. It's a search and rescue mission." Now mm -hmm. we know better. We know what happened. By the time you see him kind of hesitating, saying like, "Something doesn't seem right. Something's off here. What's going on? Like, why why like are, why is BP not giving commenting right now? All we know is this: we're hearing that there's mm -hmm. more going on, but nobody's talking. Uh, so." Aaron Sorkin kind of gave the gave the the background behind it, saying it's it's handy knowing the story years after it happened because mm -hmm. now he can write his characters to be smarter than the average new, like newscaster in the time, and also the viewer 
is aware of the full story. So they're kind of like, no, it's, it's, it's leaking. The oil's, you know, the oil's leaking. You know, you're, you're kind of like trying to, it's part of the suspense for the viewer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, So I'll just end it with uh, my favorite episode so far in season one, which is when they were going to announce that the, that the, that the Navy SEALs killed uh, Bin Laden. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was such a powerful episode because this whole thing takes place in New York City. Um, they're part of the part of the cast was on an airplane coming back from a news conference. Uh, some of them were at a party. Uh, one of them, one of the one of the characters was a bodyguard, and he was getting harassed by cops. Hmm. So the whole thing is, you know, the, the people on the plane are stuck in the tarmac because there's a delay. They're getting frustrated because of all these regulations with planes. Like you can't, you know, you can't be yelling. You can't be doing this. Like you can't cause a commotion. Um, mm-hmm. The person, the bodyguard that was getting harassed by the cops, he was being like, why the hell are you guys like this? Why are you guys like so um, defensive? Like why, like, you know, I'm trying to work with you guys here. Why are you being so defensive? And the story is just written so beautifully because by the end, when the, when the news uh, room confirms what the White House is going to announce, which is the killing of Bin Laden. You realize the they wrote these different scenarios on purpose. So the airline happened to be a United flight, and then you realize it click it, for one of the characters. It clicks. You're paranoid, and we have all these regulations because of what happened on 9/11. Yeah, the cops in New York are paranoid and more aggressive because of what happened on 9-11. Mm-hmm. So it's a really powerful moment. And I think that's the kind of won me over with the show is it's, it's amazingly written crafted to the point, like every little detail pays off in the end. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a, a big chain of events. Yes. And you see all of these things unfold slowly until like the very end where everything just comes together and you they, you could see all of them realize, whoa, this is all being aligned right now. Yeah. Like everything that happened led up to this final event. Right. And yeah. and then that one, it it's it was such a powerful ending. And I'm glad yeah. I'm glad how they ended it. They ended it with Obama announcing the the killing. So it was the real recording, mm-hmm. the real uh press event. Mm-hmm. that played the audio that's crazy yeah yeah that's that's really cool well written uh aaron sorkin i think he did a, a movie recently that came out uh, i think that was molly's game uh i don't know about that one i know he did moneyball he wrote money the screenplay for moneyball mm-hmm. uh, i think he directed one of the movies did he direct i don't know i, I know he creates and, and writes but i don't know if he directed oh and uh one little bit of detail where you looked that up uh it's a quick mini series it's 25 episodes three seasons he did uh, Molly's Game, and he also uh, wrote the screenplay for Steve Jobs, and also, oh, Steve Jobs, the, I think the Mike, Matt, Michael Fassbender version, and then also he wrote for um, the, show, the Social Network. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so that's why we see that pattern of, of his writing. It's beautiful. All right. Uh, and uh, Instagram has given us a countdown now. We have a minute, 30 seconds. Uh, so okay. let's go through the movie stuff really quick. 
Uh, sorry, Josiah, this is going to be a really quick recap. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians, still number one. Number one in, in Asia. Uh, mm-hmm. Searching, which Anton will we'll have to push that one to, to next week. Uh, the Meg is number three. Number four, Operation fi- Final. Final? Anna? Finale. Finale. Yeah, Operation Finale. Yeah, I never had no great, to great movie. It, it's got really good reviews too. Yeah, and uh, number five, Mission Impossible Fallout, which makes sense because it's on day forty-one. So, mm-hmm. all right, Anton. Uh, okay, let's just go, start wrapping it up. Uh, how can people support us? Uh, I think we're missing a really big uh, highlight of the show. What? Captain Marvel. I, I uh, okay fine screw screw the stream <laughs> let's yeah. just cover it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they'll they'll figure it out in the, in the um the stream well not the stream but in the podcast episode. all right yeah so, so what are we gonna say about uh, Captain Marvel cliffhanger <laughs> all right so for the people on the stream uh thank you for watching uh you can finish the rest of this episode on the podcast search the t- at the two. <laughs> Search the 2OC on your favorite podcasting app. I almost started giving away the Instagram stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anton. Uh, so I guess we'll cover the, we'll cover uh, searching anyway. So since we're extending, okay. All right, Anton. Uh, so the 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 part that the people on the stream are going to be missing out on, which I think is they would really benefit because it's an audio, or they don't we can't show the picture. Uh, pictures of Captain Marvel, aka. Allison Brie, uh, mm-hmm. or Brie Larson, sorry. Uh, Brie Larson have been released on several news uh, outlets. What do you think yeah. of the pictures? Uh, I I think uh, we you know we've been talking about this for a while because um, we've always wanted to see her. Uh, or or Alice, wait, sorry, Allison Brie. Mm-hmm. No, that's not Alice. Brie, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Sorry. <laughs> I keep mixing their names. I up did too. That's what I so, did earlier. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we've been talking about it for a while, but we finally get to see Brie Larson in the actual suit that we know and love, that we've seen everywhere. And uh, for the past couple pictures, images that they've shown us uh, throughout the year, has just been the green suit. Mm hmm. So this one is a really big standout on what be, what we're used to seeing her as, and I think it's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I I really like the look. Kind of reminds me of uh, Captain America's uh, uh, suit, the more refined version of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing is, I I noticed that there's one for in um the Entertainment uh, Weekly magazine. Uh, some of the colors are more. Um, popping yeah popping yeah so it, it's really cool that you get to see that but in the actual pictures that were shown um it's a little uh a little faded so it doesn't pop out as much well, but it, 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 kind of similar to captain's it it has uh i can say uh war damage you can tell like it's faded there there might be some imperfections there uh but you're right it, it does have a really captain america feel to it especially i would say uh, Winter Soldier, where it's like the all all dark blue with like the white star. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does have a Captain America feel to it. Um, yeah. Well, she is a captain after all, so kind of makes sense to have something similar and more relatable. Well, 
Captain Captain America, I think, was more of a a stage name. Uh, she's actually yeah. a captain in the Air Force, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got more skills. <laughs> she's actually more trained. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's another piece of news for Captain Marvel. She so Brie Larson did confirm that. Well, so they phrase it as she is half human, half Cree, but a lot of people in the comments were kind of outraged saying like they're making it sound like she's like a like her 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 parents were were different races uh yeah kind of like uh the whole star lord thing star oh yeah yeah but in in mm-hmm. in reality it's more like she got fused with uh an alien a cree alien named marbell with hers and that's how she got her power yeah yeah, so that's the same. Like she's not half. Or she's not half half. She is uh, a hybrid, or she is a, a mutant of some sort. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's still early to tell and judge mm-hmm. uh, what, what she's trying to confirm in all of this. But uh, I, I, I think if if that's pretty much the reason why they chose to uh, write that into the story that way. Uh, there has to be a good reason why they're doing it because i mean it it can't just be something that you know a lot of fans are gonna backlash i mean that's what they're doing right now but there has to be a good reason why they're doing it i wonder if well either a poor phrasing on her part because this is an interview um Mm -hmm. or b it's because exactly this now they have comic book geeks looking more at captain marvel and talking about it Mm mm-hmm I mean, we're doing True. it. I did it. I brought it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah. Not only uh, was those p- pictures um, uh, revealed, they also showed us some of the other pictures of some characters that we've seen before in space, uh, like um, uh, Ronan. Yes, yeah. the destroyer. Yeah. Yeah, we we get to see some of his pictures on here. Uh, we get to see another picture that has a, a younger version of Nick Fury. Uh, and then we also got a new character in here. Her name is Maria uh, Rambe? Mm-hmm. Ra- Ra- Rambu? Ra- Ramblau? I don't know. So Yeah, it looks like she's a pilot. Yeah, so, well, yeah, she's Air Force. But... Um... Yeah, it, it kind of threw me off the first time I saw Ronan in the picture, but then I realized, oh, right, this takes place in the past. So this is probably when Ronan was gaining power or coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, it's a young lieutenant. He's just, you know, he's just a kid right now. One day he's going to be a big mm-hmm. name. <laughs> and have a dance off of Star-Lord. Yep. <laughs> All right, Anton. Uh, so movie- Sorry, Ronan the Accuser. The Accuser. I, that doesn't yeah. sound as badass. Yeah. But I'm sure Josiah will appreciate we corrected that. Yeah. <laughs> All Sorry. right, Anton. Uh, so one, or one, let's say, uh, our next topic, you got to see a movie. What movie was that? Oh, yeah, I got to see a movie. Um, I know we're running really far on this episode. But, I, that uh, that might be my report. fault a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we, we just have to rant on the things that we really like to yeah, talk about. So. exactly. Which is yeah. this, right? So... 
yeah, which is this. <laughs> yeah, so I got a chance to see, you know, the whole Asian craze. Um, well, people call it the Asian August. Yeah, so uh, movie searching stars John Cho, who um, lost his daughter. Um, I guess she went out somewhere and just never came home. And uh, this movie is very different. I mean, it, it's a it's a regular um, uh, it's a regular style type of movie storytelling, but in a way where the whole entire movie is based on a bunch of different screens on a computer. Mm-hmm. So it's when you first watch this movie, you're gonna feel like it feels like a documentary at first, but then like everything that is shown in the whole entire movie is based on uh, storytelling through like instant messaging, um, Facebook posts, right? All social media, um, all social media stuff. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of it is on the camera, like in front of a computer or FaceTiming somebody. Um, yeah. Live streaming, stuff like that. And uh, it's very different. And I think it's a good thing to, to to tell a story this way because uh not only can you tell stories through a camera lens, there are other ways of telling different stories too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it, it kind of gives a, a new different type of media because um I think uh, a couple months ago there was a movie uh from Blumhouse, Unfriended or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. The, the, what confused me about that movie was uh, I thought it already came out. I guess this is one mm-hmm. of those that got pushed out. I think it was just coming out last Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to that, but I think this this um this the story of this movie mm-hmm. really really plays out really well, and you really get emotional. You get really attached to the characters because, um, you know, like sometimes when you chat with somebody, right, mm-hmm. uh, and you get that bubble where they're typing something back and you're trying to guess what they're trying to say next. You're expecting to hear like certain um, replies from them. Oh, okay. So like uh, on, on iMessage on the iPhone, you see that little text. Bubble? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's what you get on the screen. Like sometimes like uh, he's like saying, hello, are you there? And sometimes you would see the bubble. Sometimes you wouldn't. And when you don't see the bubble, you already know something's going on. Or when you do see the bubble, you're like, oh, well, I wonder what they're going to say next. So it, it kind of gives you like a foreshadowing thing and kind of like a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So you're holding on to your, uh, your seat and trying to figure out like, okay, is it going to happen? Is that bubble going to sh- show up? So I think that's a good thing about watching this is like you're very relatable to it. Right. Throughout the whole entire movie. Because I mean, you're, you're, you've experienced all of these things. You've You've gone on the computer, you, you've gone on Facebook, you've gone on MySpace, you've gone on AOL Instant Messenger, you know? Jeez, how old are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's kind of cool. You get to see a lot of that in, in this movie. I, I don't want to tell you much, but um, yeah, this is something that you, you have to experience yourself. Uh, I, I'd say this is a good movie to actually spend your money on. This is something where... Um, you're gonna feel good after you're watching uh, after you watch this movie. So, how did you feel about the ending? 
Because I, I know we had like kind of uh, M. Night Shyamalan-esque inspired guesses. Okay. Were, so, were you happy I, I mean, throughout the movie, there's a lot of things that really foreshadow what happens in the end of the movie. And I'm pretty happy that uh, they didn't make it as obvious as it should be. Um, it, I, I, I really, really enjoyed the twist. I just felt like um, some of the characters, the development of some of the characters, uh, I felt like it, it fell a little short. I mean, I understood a whole lot at the very beginning, but I felt like some of the stuff that they try to foreshadow is a little too forced. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't really see or figure out that what was coming was coming. But when I saw it, it felt like um, it should have done a little better for that. Oh, you're like, oh, of course that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But you don't really see that until the very end. But then when it really does play back, so then you can remember what what they were trying to foreshadow. Yeah. Uh, then you're like, oh, okay. It's not like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. uh, it's like you're eating you're eating great food, but you're like, it's okay. It's yeah. not bad. It's just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So two things. So first one, looking at the trailer now, do you feel the trailer kind of hints at the foreshadowing or no? Or they did a good job of up- Oh no, it? not even. Okay. No. I I think uh they didn't really give it anything away with the trailer. I think the trailer just gave a premise that, you know, you're you you know someone's gonna go missing and um you just don't know if they're dead or not. Okay. And yeah. the other thing I was gonna ask you is oh so, do you feel the ending was? It, it would have helped if they did one more draft of the, of the script. Like this, just did one more run by to, to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, I think I think so. Okay. I think if they had, uh, one more little tweak, I think they would have been like a hundred percent good. Right. The the movie overall is probably like a ninety percent. Yeah. You're like you guys. I'm honest. Like you guys did five drafts. Maybe you should have gone for that sixth draft just to yeah. polish it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, what would you rate it on a scale of one to five? One to five. I I say it's a four and a half. It's a Ooh. very, very good film. Okay, that's pretty good. That's that's better than mm-hmm. uh, ah, oh, what movie was it that I saw recently? I'm blanking out. I'm too tired. <laughs> all right anton uh anything else before we start wrapping up uh no i i think i have a screening for predator next week but uh i can't really make it to it because i'll be in california yeah i'll say i think uh you'll be traveling mm-hmm. all right anton if people want to support us searching for stuff how can i do that they can do that by uh, going to our website at www.the2oc.com and uh, purchase some stickers or t-shirts from our store. Also, uh, if there's something that we talked about on the show that they would like to buy, they can click on uh, any of the links on our show notes and it'll give us a little kickback once they purchase something. Um, and also, there's a banner too if they don't want to buy anything from us but also support us by buying something else. It gives us a little kickback also too. And um, maybe buy us a beer by clicking on uh, buy us a beer button on there. 
and we'll be happy. Yes, we would. And you can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com. Uh, don't forget to give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever the rating system is on the podcast. That will help us get new listeners. And you know what will also help us? Recommend us. Tell a friend about our podcast. If you think they're as geeky as we are, they'll probably love it. Or, love it, love it. Or they'll reach out to us raging about something we said. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. You did. You gave it a four. I would give it a four point two five. Us geeks are picky about that. All right, I thought yeah, uh, very specific there. Anything else? Uh, nope. I think that should be it. All right, for the two OC, I'm Al Flores, and I'm Anton Duong. Back to work for me. What a one. <laughs>